When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Deep Waters. I'm George Jakovic alongside the champions, Pauli Malinaji and Chris Algieri. It's been a couple of days, guys, but we're still talking about Usyk and Dubois and the low blow heard around the world. Usyk defended his title. He knocked Dubois out. But people are still talking about a number of things. We're going to get into that on Deep Waters. Chris, I want to start with you. Um, obviously, was it a low blow or wasn't it? I will tell you that um, I reached out to Harvey Doc, uh, uh, one of the great referees in the sport, and he said it was borderline, that it was a um, it was up to the ref, whether it was a, a low blow or not. Joe Cortez has come out saying that it was a low blow. So a couple of days later, there's still some um, some controversy over this. What's your take, Chris? Well, I mean, that, that's, that's all there really is to say about it. It's borderline. And depending on which ref is there that night, because it is their discretion about where where that line is, um, you know, something to think about too, and the reason that might, that might sound crazy to say, like, it's at the discretion of the ref. Like, what does that mean? Shouldn't it, shouldn't it be across the board? Every, you know, this is what it is objectively. This is where, what it is. No, because one human bodies are different. Like someone's navel compared to their, their waistline is going to be different. Also, when you look at a boxing glove, boxing gloves are actually pretty big compared to a fist and where they land what the, you know, the scoring area is really big, but where the knuckles are, where the fist is, where it actually lands on your body can be difficult kind of to decipher at times. So that's why it becomes such a subjective matter when you're talking about, is it low? Is it not low? And that's why it's borderline. And, and it's up to the ref's discretion. One thing that the ref didn't do that is weird is that he did not say at the beginning of the fight while they were at the face-off that here is good, here is bad. I've never not had a ref say that during a fight. This is especially a fight of this magnitude. So then it really blurs the line of his discretion about whether that was low or not. Again, it was borderline. It could have been. It could have been called low. It could have been called uh, clean. Regardless, from what I saw as a fighter, Usyk's reaction was not that of a low blow. He got the wind knocked out of him. He turned around. He went down. And he didn't grab his cup. He didn't grab his groin protector until after the ref signaled that it was a low blow. Um, that I'm not saying that that means that he would have got knocked out. I'm not saying that if he thought it was a, if it, it turned out that it was a legal blow and the ref was counting that he wouldn't jump up and go on and do exactly what he did. Um, but like I said, I saw that I saw that first interaction from behind. It was Usyk's back, and I saw the way he went down, and I said, "Wow, Usyk just got dropped at a body shot." And then the ref called it a, a low blow, and then then the, then everything changed. And then he starts grabbing his cup. Then everyone starts talking about that. Uh, but yeah, if you if you watch that back again, his reaction is not that of a low blow. And you know, if you get hit low initially, the first thing you do is you know reach for your growing cup. He didn't do that. He was trying to catch his breath, and he's trying to catch it for a long time. So regardless of whether it should have been called clean or should have been called um, uh, a low blow, that's up to the ref. That's up to the ref's discretion. He did what he did. He called what he called. Doesn't make any difference. Um, but in terms of what I what I picture in his reaction, that, that was a, that was a clean shot. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I'll be honest, my first impression from looking at it, my opinion is that it's not a low blow. 
but again, it's such a borderline call and there's so many, um, so many intangibles going on here that you can see why it's kind of a 50, 50 shot, you know, uh, so many, you know, you would describe some of the intangibles champ and, and really that's kind of what it comes down to. And also this is in real time. We have the benefit of looking back at it, looking at different angles, slowing it down. Luis Pavone has to call it in a bang, bang decision, bang, bang. You know what I mean? And, and there's a pressure of the stadium, pressure of everything going on. It's raining on everybody. You know what I mean? It's like, so I don't, I don't know, you know, what would have been the right call here? You know, yeah, yes. It's one of those situations where there's going to be controversy no matter which way he called it, you know? Especially that if he would have ruled it a, a body shot and Lusik didn't beat the count. I mean, if Lusik beats the count, we don't know for sure if Lusik beats the count or not, right? We'd like to think, okay, if he if he knows he doesn't have five minutes to, 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 to kind of rest it off, maybe he's just going to get up, you know, instead of milking it. You know, if you know you have five minutes to milk it, maybe you're going to milk it. You know, it's, 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 again, that's, that becomes part of the debate all of a sudden, which, you know, wouldn't have been before, you know, uh, the rain is part of the debate. We, like I said, from my opinion, I don't even think the shot is there to begin with if, if it's not raining, you know, because the, your footing is completely different. You can't push off as you're maneuvering to, to, to the side, like Uzi is trying to do uh, on that move. So it, there's, there's so much going on there, but what, in terms of just the low blow, in terms of just the punch, I mean, I I thought it was a low blow. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought it was a, a legitimate shot. Um, I will say that I was looking at a, a friend of mine, Eric Kelly, who's a you know a, a boxing guy. He was a terrific amateur, and now he's in the boxing world in general. Probably a lot of people know him from his social media. Eric Kelly posted something that said the way Usyk's cup got hit. A lot of times it'll make your cup ride up into your into your nuts. You know what I'm saying? And, and that itself can cause that pain. You know, again, now that's another layer of, of possible conversation topic you're bringing up, you know, because the there have been times where I've been hit not directly on the groin, but the cup was shifted because of a low blow onto my groin. So I, I can relate to that as well. But again, did that happen there or not? But again, it becomes part of the conversation topic. There's a lot of things here. Um, and seriously i mean it's 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 one of those things that will probably be debated for a while um dubois can ride with it and kind of go with it here because now dubois go, goes from just losing a, a by ninth round knockout and being a guy that maybe can't hack it at the top to now saying oh no 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 i got a legitimate gripe here i deserve another shot at something or somebody so it may keep it may keep dubois around when maybe this result would have kind of eliminated him from the upper tier we're going to keep this talk going but first we're going to throw to september 6th Wednesday Night Fights is back. My favorite boxing show with my two favorite guys calling the fights. September 6th is another edition of Wednesday Night Fights. Let's take a look. Wednesday Night Fights. Hey, guys, make sure you tune in Wednesday Night Fights here on Pro Box TV. We got great action fights, 50-50 matchups, and all-out wars throughout. We have consistently put on the best fights around. Good fighters, great fights on your boxing channel with a star-studded cast bringing you the fight. Myself, Chris Algieri, the former world champion, and, of course, Mike Goldberg. So make sure you tune in Wednesday Night Fights for all the action. As Goldie likes to say, here we go. This Wednesday, September 6th, live from the Pro Box Event Center in Plant City, Florida, it is Wednesday Night Fights. Featuring Hot Rod Radovoy Kalajic versus Mickey Ellison. Get your tickets at ProBoxTV.com or take your chances at the door. Wednesday Night Fights. Boy, ju just the fights alone on ProBox TV, th that's a reason why people should subscribe. There's other reasons too. I wanna just take it back 
we had the opportunity to interview Jim Lampley the other day, which is another reason to subscribe. Join ProBox. Check us out on, on YouTube, everywhere else on social media. Guys, the interview with Lampley was, was, I mean, he's Jim Lampley. It was a great interview. But I think one of my favorite parts was watching you, Paulie, and you, Chris. I was watching you as Jim was talking. And, and the enthusiasm that both of you showed I mean, it, it was one of the, the I've done a lot of interviews and it, it's one of my most favorite interviews. Yeah, I mean, Jim, Jim is, is iconic. He is, uh, he, he, he's, he wrote the book on, on, on broadcasting for at least in my lifetime from what I've seen and his, his voice, even when we're, we're talking to him as friends and colleagues, I'm, I'm always just brought back to the early nineties and nineties watching HBO fights with my grandfather and my, and my brother and, um, yeah, and, and he was getting very nostalgic in the things that he was talking about. And I, you know, I, I'm, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm sure Polly felt the same way. I was on the edge of my seat, like listening to every word he was giving and hearing someone like him with his origin story. I love origin stories, but his origin story, it was, was, it was, it was mm. fate the way that he has been developed into being who he is. Um, and the fact that he is, has spent this much time in this sport and this business. And we talk about the business of this sport a lot and how it can make people bitter. And when you can hear about someone who's been in this sport and this business as long as he has and still has those that 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 just feeling it and, and love. And he, he mentioned love a lot in the interview to have that kind of love and compassion and 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 thoughtful understanding of the sport the way that he does. And he can only be told in the way that he tells it because he's the best storyteller I've ever seen. Um, it's just incredible. And that's what it was. It was it was touching. And that's why I think. Uh, George, we were we were reacting the way that we were while he was talking. Uh, it was just a, it was a breath of fresh air to hear about such positivity from someone who's been in this sport for so long. When the longer you spend time in this sport, man, it, it really is a knockdown, dragout business. So um, it was very refreshing to to see that. Yeah, I think uh, Chris, you hit it on the head with a with a few of those things there. You know, first of all, Jim is you know seventy in his seventies. You know, so he's lived a long time, a lot of generations of boxing. And I think there's one thing I've learned to appreciate when I get older is listening to stories of older people. You know, like they interest me a lot more. Uh, people's storylines is different times and how things have evolved to the way things are now. And be, being in boxing, being in history, being in politics, being in anything, I enjoy listening to these kind of things. And, and Jim is one of those guys who obviously has been such a big part of the sport, and such a big part of boxing that he has so many of these stories in the sport that I'm involved with, the sport that I've been passionate about. And really it was interesting because you have people when they're this age, they always have stories. And the stories for me always, can always be gripping when they've experienced a lot of different things in life. But then there are the kind of people that know how to tell a story. They know how to deliver it. And that's what made the interview with Jim Lampley so great for all of us, I believe, is Jim knows how to deliver the story and really keeps you on the edge of your seat and just wanting more of it. And then, as you know, when you're interested in something and you get information you didn't know before, it creates other questions and you want to know more and you want to know more. Dude, that interview could have lasted an hour. We didn't have an hour, but, you know, I could have, that interview could have lasted an hour, two hours. I think people are really going to love what we got out of Jim Lampley and the conversation we had. But I think they're also going to be looking at it like, man, there was so much more potential to that. That conversation could have gone in so many different directions and, and, and Jim could have given delivered so much. I mean, just in what he delivered, you could see little stories within the stories. And then you want to ask more questions, but you also don't want to interrupt them. But then you're like, oh man, we're going to run out of time. And that's what we did. But you know what? It's a great interview, guys. Check it out on, on ProBox TV. Yeah, go to ProBoxTV.com. Go on YouTube. Um, Follow us. Like us. There, there's so much content. Um, And one story I didn't tell because I, I don't know how Jim would have felt about it, but as pro 
producers at HBO, we all knew Jim gets emotional. He got a little emotional yesterday. He almost cried. Um, a running joke among us was, if you don't make Lampley cry in your interview, you haven't done your job because it doesn't take much to make him cry. But it was a great interview, and we look forward to having Jim back. Uh, on to Usyk and Dubois. So, Paulie, um, you you mentioned Louis Pabon. Um, he never made the call what was a low blow and what wasn't. But what did you think about his job overall? Because it, it looked, especially when um, when there was a break in action because of the low blow, it, it almost seemed like he was cheerleading for Usyk and encouraging him to take more time. Um, yeah, I, first of all, it was Chris Chimp that uh, that actually said uh, that mentioned Pabon not not um this having a discrepancy of where the line would be, which is something that I have also experienced. There was always a, a sort of a, a line drawn for the by the referee, both in the dressing room when I'm getting my hands wrapped, and then again I sent a ring in front of the public when they're uh, you know showing you what 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 fouls are and what what fouls are not. Where's a low blow and what's not a low blow? And uh, I, I don't know. I, I thought I think Pabon, I'm not gonna say he mailed it in, but I think Pabon homered it a little bit. I do, you know. Uh, I think you know, Usyk was ready after about three minutes to continue after uh, he recovered from you know the body shot slash knockout, I mean, slash uh, low blow. But um, you know, it was like he was coaching him. You can referee, but you can't coach. Yeah, he was coaching him to take more time, you know, which is a little bit weird, you know. Um, I think some referees get into such a habit of homering it that they just like automatically on auto autopilot, you know, whoever the homer guy is, you know, you just homer it for him, you know. Um, but Bone's been around a long time. He knows what to do and not to do. Um, I think he just got caught up in the moment. But I also think that referees like that sort of do that automatically um, and without really thinking about it. And But I, I think a great point also is what, what the champ uh, Chris said about about uh, not reacting like it was a low blow. I mean, uh, it, it's such a, it's so poignant because there's a certain reaction from when you get hit with a low blow and there's a certain reaction when you get hit from a body shot. And it really, um, it, it, it can be two different kinds of reactions, both very much in pain, both will bring you down, but it, there, there's a subtle difference there. And, and, and I think all referees should really take notice of that, you know, because I hadn't thought of that until Chris mentioned it, you know, but there is a subtle difference, you know, matter of fact, I'll tell you what, there's a knockout that I got taken away from me uh, early in my career. I was fighting Rocky Martinez who had only been stopped by Miguel Cotto on a body shot. And I think ended his career only having been stopped in that fight. He was a guy who used to go many rounds. He fought, I think he fought for the, for the title against maybe holiday or something. You know, anyway, he, he never won a world title, but he was always a fringe uh, contender. Anyway, I got a body style shot stoppage in that fight, man. And, 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 and I got, it got called a low blow. I hit him with a left hook to the body on, and the referee was on the other side. It was Benji Estevez and, and, and Rocky turns around and goes to his knee. You know what I mean? Like basically like he didn't just mm -hmm. drop a blow. And I, I wish this conversation was brought up then. Cause again, you, there's a reaction from a body shot and there's a reaction from a, a low blow. And uh, ultimately I got the knockout taken away. He got his five minutes and uh, I ended up having to go to distance. <laughs> and I, I could use all the knockouts I could get <laughs> in my career. You know? <laughs> well, Chris, what did you think about the job that, that Pabon did? And um, among other things, before you answer, Chris, now this is my perspective. It seemed like every time Usyk complained about a low blow, Pabon would jump in and give a warning. I, I don't know if that's, you know, if they were all low, but it seemed like he was taking a cue from Usyk. That's that's what I saw. But, Chris, I'll let you uh, answer. I honestly think that if there wasn't so much attention on this and scrutiny, we wouldn't really even notice it. Because this is, this is 
honestly, unfortunately, this is how a lot most referees act when uh, you know when when you've got an A side guy and you got such a such a, at a very lofty level and he's fighting a guy like Dubois, who you know honestly like we talked about was was not a marketable guy, not a marquee name. Um, his 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 you know past performances didn't really uh, elicit him getting this this matchup. So I, yeah, I, I mean yeah, they, uh, most times referees do as as Paulie so eloquently put it, Homer it. And um, but yeah, I, I think if, if it wasn't so much so many eyes on this. I don't think we'd even be discussing his, his performance. Cause it wasn't that blatant. Um, yeah, he could have been, you know, he's giving, he's literally his guy giving his guy more, giving the guy more time, which is what refs are supposed to do. You're supposed to make it very clear. And I don't know what kind of, um, you know, language barrier there could have been understanding in a fight. Also during a fight, man, it's hectic. I, even if you do speak the same language, it's hard to, it's hard to, to get your point across. So referees will often try to um, reiterate themselves and, and repeat themselves over and over again, which is, which is normal and common. And uh, yeah, I think maybe we're just over scrutinizing, you know, the referee's job just because of this situation. Um, but that's just another way to look at it where, you know, I'm sure somebody on uh, on Twitter is telling me I'm an idiot. And he was definitely on the take, but whatever. It is what it is. Well, we're coming down to the end of the show, but not quite yet. There's a lot of things going on at ProBox. Look, Tim Bradley is joining ProBox. A number of other big names are joining ProBox. Here's a look at what's to come on ProBox TV. <laughs> ProBox TV is your boxing channel. There's nothing else like this in boxing. We are a 24-7 boxing streaming network dedicated only to the sweet science. We provide boxing fans daily news, delivered in print and in a never-before-seen video format from our state-of-the-art studios in Florida. Along with daily talk shows every weekday, we also produce our own fights with our Wednesday night fight series, where we invite the best fighters who didn't make the cut for Showtime, ESPN, or DAZN, and want to prove they belong in the big ring. But there's a catch. They have to fight each other. No easy wins. That's right, 50-50 matchups. As we like to say, good fighters in great fights. Three events per month, 40 per year. Now we aren't a promoter. We don't promote boxers. We don't compete with the championship networks. We cover and promote them all. We believe boxing should act as one and avoid being fragmented. We represent the fans and what they want. We promote boxing. We are your boxing channel. We are Pro Box TV. There you go. We are ProBox TV, and Jim Lampley, by the way, loves that promo. You guys are back on the mic September 6th. Some great fights, guys. Foster and Lopez. Uh, and, and then the main event, you got the Hot Rod against Mickey Ellison. This is can't-miss stuff. I can't wait for it. September 6th, Wednesday night. These two great champions are behind the mic, along with Goldie Mike Goldberg. Can't wait. So, Chris, um... We're coming down to the end of the show, and uh, it seems like Team Dubois is going to file a protest. They want to get this overturned. They want it to be declared a no contest and have a rematch. want to ask you uh, two things. The likelihood of that happening, and also, this isn't really a question, but hasn't this kind of overshadowed how quietly Dubois went into the night? I mean, it wasn't a big concussive knockout. Some people, I wasn't hit by the punches. A lot of people say he could have gotten up. 
but it seems to be overshadowed by the low blows. So um, the protest, is it going to happen? And what's his future, Dubois' future? You asked about the chances of the protest. Hopefully it's zero because there, there, there's no need for it. It's absolutely not. I mean, for, for a number of reasons. One, again, we're saying this is a 50-50 call. It was on the belt line. The judge chose, the judge rather, the referee chose to choose it, uh, make it a, to declare it a low blow. So there's no more question. It's a low blow. It wasn't It wasn't that blatant where it's like, oh, the ref messed up. No, he, listen, it was a 50-50. And I think, I think all the all the professional referees that you speak to are saying the same thing. I called it this. I called it that. Man, it's up to subjectively what happens on the night. Um, and Pabon did what did what he his job. He declared it what it was. He stuck to it, and that's that's it. I don't think there's any. Yeah, we're gonna debate it, but in terms of the decision or overturning anything, I don't think so. Also, adding to that, in terms of does Dubois deserve a rematch based on that? Absolutely not. His performance did not suggest that they would be any different or that I, that I or anyone else wants to see them fight again. I, I mean, Dubois didn't do much in the fight. Um, he came forward. He looked dangerous at times. He's, he's a big, strong heavyweight who can punch. But, I mean, like you said, when, you know, that swivel jab that dropped him, could he have gotten up? Yeah, he did. He did that. I'm going to get up at 9.75. Just to say, just to, just so I can physically be standing as 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 the ref waves it off. But he had no intention of beating that count and fighting on. So yeah, no. In terms of in terms of this eliciting an immediate rematch or a rematch at all down the line, no, absolutely not. I I, I don't want to see that. I don't think anybody wants wants to see that. I didn't think he deserved this fight in the first place, let alone now after after this performance. Yeah, I'm totally in agreement, champ. As a matter of fact, we see these protests happen a lot. And to be honest. There's ones that don't get overturned that should get overturned. So let alone one that shouldn't be overturned, get overturned. That would absolutely shock me. I mean, these things, usually there's governing bodies, the sanctioning bodies and everything else doesn't, don't like that they're, um, they're, uh, uh, judges, their referees look bad. So they typically don't overturn things, even when they should be overturned. So in this particular situation where I think I don't think it, there's a need to overturn things, I don't think it, it, it'll be overturned. I don't think it should be overturned. Uh, but yeah, George, you made a great point. And, and, and Champ, you, you kind of piggybacked on it. Uh, Dubois going easily into the night. This is the second time he quits, guys. And, and I'm not telling you either situation was easy. Okay, he broke the order of owning his Joyce. And here he's, you know, the momentum starting to go more and more with Usyk. But he's quit twice now. You know what I mean? He he does choose to go when it's time to go. You know, he does, you don't be, he, he doesn't go. He chooses to go, you know, and he, and he once again chose to go here. The the momentum was with Usyk and Dubois just chose to stop trying to win the fight. Uh, in, he could, there's things you can grab. If you believe it's a body shot, there's things you hold on to that keep you going. There's things, there's reasons you grab to make you believe you can keep winning the fight. If you believe that was a real body shot, you want to you want to stay in that fight or see if you can land it again, no matter how behind you might be, or no matter how no matter what you might think is is going to happen to you if you stay there. But you, if you stay in that fight, you're gonna you might end up taking a beating. So it's a it's a, it's a decision that you've got to make, you know. And 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 he chose to quit, and I believe he chose to quit for the second time in his career. Now choosing of quitters, you you know where you're setting me up here, guys. Okay, Joe Cortez decided to give an opinion. Joe Cortez gave an opinion on this. I need Joe Cortez to talk about the sparring session that uh, with, with, that I had with the quitter McGregor, first of all, because in private conversations, he's told several people that I beat that ass and they've come back to me to tell me, but publicly he'll never say it. So if Joe Cortez wants to give public opinions, give the public opinion on the thing that everybody actually wants to hear about the public opinion, instead of giving it people you, you nitpick in private, then they got to come to me and tell me what you said. Nobody cares what you think about whether this was a low blow or not. 
Okay, because nobody nobody cares about this fight, the result of this fight ultimately. Because as we're saying, ultimately Dubois did himself a disservice by quitting again. Sounds like we need to get Joe Cortez on this show. Uh, that's what I think we need to get Joe Cortez on here. Go deep water waters with Paulie and Conor McGregor. That's what we need to do. That's what we're going to bring you on Pro Box TV. Um, Chris, we, we're running out of time. I want to um, ask you one thing. Ultimately, isn't this the best thing that could have happened to Dubois because he can just hang his coat on, I was robbed, I was robbed, I should be champion. Isn't this going to give him more opportunities? Well, no. The best thing that could happen to Dubois is that it was declared a, a legal punch and right. Usyk stayed down. <laughs> but but right. even, even even beyond that, it could have been called a legal blow and then Usyk gets up and then goes on to fight. Maybe he wins a fight that, you know, Usyk wins that fight. But then then he's got something to hang his hat on. Yeah, I, I dropped the undisputed champ or the, the, the unified champion. Uh, I dropped Usyk with a body shot. Listen, this is not the first time Usyk has been down from a body shot. Let, let me remind you that. He's been dropped in the amateurs pretty badly. Look kind of similar to this knockdown too. Which was, champ, you made a great point. I just want to go back to that. You were saying like, okay, yes, if you believe that that was an actual knockdown from a legal blow, why didn't he go back to that? Why didn't he not throw any more body shots similar to that for the rest of the fight? I, I mean, if, if I'm him, I'm going ham on throwing body shots all night long. You know, hit me with low blows, whatever. I'm, do, I'm doing whatever to try and end that fight. Dubois just doesn't have that fire to try and win in these, these situations. And it shows with the way he stayed down at the, at the end of the fight. I defended him with the orbital. I've had a broken orbital. You never know what's going on inside someone's mind, what's going on in their body, what they're feeling. So I defended him with the with the orbital break against against um, uh, the juggernaut. Uh, so now in this this fight, yeah, I, I'm I'm not defending. It. I don't. I, he 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 took a knee from a swivel jab, watched the count, took it, and had an opportunity to potentially win that fight, and and didn't go for it. So yeah, no, I I, I uh, I'm not defending. I'm not defending him in this fight. All right, champions. Well, deep waters, that's our time. And I thank you both. And I think we put this to rest about the Usyk low blow. We move on to bigger and better things. Hopefully we'll see a undisputed heavyweight champion, but don't hold your breath. A legend low blow. <laughs> and Joe Cortez, you never know what's going to be on Pro Box TV. Hopefully we get Joe Cortez. This has been Deep Waters. Subscribe to Pro Box. Just subscribe. This is what you get, and it's all quality. Pro Box TV is your boxing channel. Bye.